welcome to House Common Blood, where the strangers are family. Every episode contains graphic content, including but not limited to copious amounts of blood, unnecessary cursing, death of all ages, be they infants or immortals, fantasy drug use, nudity, mentions of sex, and sound effects of various qualities. We cannot stress enough that this is mature content with adult themes you have been warned. May the albatross guide your way. Welcome to House Com Blood. I am Gray, your DM and host. We're a D&D 5e campaign, and I'm joined here with our players. Eddie? Hello, I am Mega, and I play Eddie, the bastard-class Triton Otter Boy. And I also play Eddie and similarly named characters. Or do I? Along with uh, Aluya. Meow, Nita here. Good morning. I play Aluya Allblock, a human cleric sorcerer. And finally, uh, Seer. Shazoo! I am Moo. I play Seer, who is a woman that's always on fire and an artificer alchemist. Last time we uh, ended up playing, we uh, did a couple things. We uh, negotiated with a rat man-ish person called uh, Marvin and after a uh, back and forth with Eddie he decided he wanted to be king of the managers and the price to be king of the managers was a unicorn's wand so he ended up giving it to Eddie and uh, going off on his merry way the uh, party decides to explore the east end of this dungeon and uh, fall into a trap within a long hallway where the wall seemed to be uh, trying to crush them. With the simple uh, cast of rope trick, they got out of the situation and moved down southward where they came to a room with two black mirrors and a obsidian fountain. Looking within the silver water, Aluya got a glimpse of one day inside of Cordy Rosa long in the past. And I believe that's everything castle-like structure up over a cliff and behind it all is this very deep blue forest mm. with pink sandy beaches with pink sandy beaches <laughs> so as like uh, as we see the silver pool we see that manifest like watercolor like droplets within water it begins to form within the pool and as we look deeper. We see Aluya looking deeper within the pool. You have a little bit of information overload. Aluya, I actually, before we even get started, I need you to make me intelligence saving throw. Oh, I'm so good at those. Yes. Give me a second, too. Mm-hmm. Intelligence saving throw. Here we go. Oh, amazing. <laughs> well, what's your total? Five. Uh, with an impressive five, you take uh, 3d10 damage psychic. Uh, can you please roll that for me? Well, she's dead. <laughs> well, start a new campaign. <laughs> a little smaller. 3d10. Mm, okay. Nothing horrible. 
you take 11 psychic damage as uh, what you're about to see takes a physical toll on you. And the main reason why is the sheer amount of information on this day in this location. You feel as if for every day and every mile beyond one mile, it will add 3d10 psychic damage. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? And I'm just going to die at the end of this vision? No, 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 no. Well, the point I'm trying to get at is if you were to try to expand the scope beyond uh, the size of uh, the city, mm-hmm. or if you were to go more than one day, it would add 3d10 to the saving gotcha. throw. Okay. Essentially, it's the sheer amount of information that you're absorbing. You understand everything that happened onto this day. We actually like see so you blink a couple times. Maybe like uh, you you get a nosebleed as you sh- uh, sift throughout this uh, information and narrow it down to the most important bits of this day. Or, you know, you could find out why Miss Jenkins has this, like, a really good rapport with the mailman. I want to find that out. We don't talk about that, harlot. <laughs> I mean, her five kids don't all look the same. Yeah, but let's get started here. So, Luya, as you peer deep within the silver pool, holding the secret to a day long, long past, we see a simple and single wood frame window. We see bustling streets below, filled with people of various races and backgrounds going about their daily activities. Close to the window, we see three strong men by a three-story building pulling a rope rigged to a pulley, and it's hoisting a crate down even further from that window. uh, We see a wooden dock, and it's standing above pink sand, a carpenter and overall waiters shivers while submerged half within the rose gulf. The foam of the water is so close to the man's face is spitting at him as he's digging a nail with a single blow of the hammer. The man is focused on his work, replacing rotten, damaged planks. You get the feeling, Aluya. This carpenter would have been more observant. A conspiracy would have been foiled. If this man wasn't debating whether to stop at the tavern for a drink or just to head straight home to tend to his sick uh, sick daughter, a class would have been held the following day. Instead, we see a man wiping foam from his eyes with the back of his hand, resolute on a single decision. Thank I want sex on the beach. Just see him mumbling as he waddles through the soft waves. His stride brings him past a dinghy, and you see that's leashed by a rope to a pull. A taut tarp leaves no form or bulge. It bounces with each wave like a breath. The carpenter grips the trim of the dinghy. He bites his lip, and he looks under the wooden docks away from the boat. While deep in thought, he says with a painful smile, No, stray home. Wouldn't want to keep her coughing up again. If... His hand would have moved an inch forward. If he would have just lifted the tarp from the dinghy, he would have seen it. Instead, he gives a slight push to the boat as he strides uh, strides forward. He's just mumbling, I'll be good. I'm sure that'll be good. Behind the carpenter, peeking out of the tarp, 
we see the gold skin of a hand. It is stiff and far too cold. On the ring finger, we see a pale outline of where a square-shaped jewelry once was. Mark of a vow on the happiest day of this man's life. We tilt back, racing towards that simple wood frame window that peers at the mundane and centric streets. Our point of view is an extreme close-up of a ring finger, the head of a square emerald, talon-like prongs connected to a black band ring. As the blurry background clears, we see the golden skin of a hand. We hear the sound of skin gliding down a stubble, similar to fabric tearing. A chiseled jawline is exposed in between the fingers, is cupping his chin, and we focus on his mouth. I am Erlen Dalmorvin. The camera zooms out, and we see a half-elf man with long silver hair tied into a braid in front of a mirror. His face is making exaggerated motions with his mouth, and his eyes range from wide to squinting. With puckered lips, he puffs and sucks in his cheeks. Why, hello there. I am Arlen. Ugh, he sighs, shaking his head. Rolling his head around his shoulder, we hear pops and cracks. While normal stretch in itself, there are far too many pops and cracks. Rubbing his ring finger on his shoulder, we see a sharpened talon nail on his pinky finger that shrinks and malforms into an ordinary nail. Oi there! Name's Captain Delmorvin. The expression on his face was set in stone. Eyes half open, lips curled into a smug smirk and nostrils flaring. And you are? An eyebrow raises with the question. Arlen scratches the name off of a piece of parchment with the quill dripping with black ink. Along the list of names is a range of ages from 14 to 16. With the profession in an instant with the timestamp that's recorded a couple decades in the future. Alexia, 16, strategist, Navy, treason. Nathaniel, 14, diplomat, bribery. Isabel, 15, Senator Colt. They continue with the same pattern. Uh, excuse me. Would you do me a favor? Guide these new recruits for me, would you? I must see... I... I must see... Damn it! Bites his lip, crossing out a name from the list. And we see the crate from earlier hoisted out the window. Flaw's been shown. <sighs> what, what, what was it again? High Priest Augustus. Yes, yes. Snapping his finger. Augustus, with his other hand massaging his temple, he continues practicing over and over again. All right, I think I'm ready. Ahoy there! We fade to black with this. Aluya, mm-hmm. I need to ask you. Mm-hmm. So during this day, early in the day, like, uh, how does your day in particular start? Uh, she's just rolling out of bed. Um... You know, she has to practice her meditations from one of her classes, but fails miserably because that's like the most boring thing she can do. So she just gets dressed and just goes down to the dining hall to eat instead. All right. So we see you going towards uh, the dining hall. 
And where exactly is this location within the city? Uh, it's when you first enter the uh, the temple. It's a, a large hall that leads to the right, this grand space where everyone eats. Mm. Except filled with um, stained glass windows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we see paint glass windows. Um, I actually want to uh, go a step further and uh, perhaps say we see like a mosaic of a uh, bird holding a, uh, a lightning bolt in this uh, uh, setting. An albatross, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We see the colors. I want to imagine like uh, on the blue hue uh, a scale to contrast uh, the overall pink uh, scene within... Uh, uh, the designs and the armor, the clothes, and the uh, uh, beach itself, uh, going along with the forest nearby. And a- as you come into this uh, hallway, or not into this, uh, you said a uh, cafeteria, correct? Yeah, it's a dining. It's a grand hall. Yeah, the dine. Yeah, the dining hall. As you come into uh, the dining hall, in particular, uh, what kind of people do we see around here? Do we see uh, priests, uh, lieutenants, sergeants, uh, uh, privates? Uh, like, what kind of classes? How are they segregated here? It was just just be for the students and the priests. Like the higher ups have their own space to be in. Okay, that's perfectly natural. I want to imagine as you're walking by, we see like a, a few of the students uh, quiet down and look away. We see, like, an enthusiastic uh, priest talking with uh, one of his colleagues. And, again, as you come by, the conversation seems to die down. It's much like uh, when you walk into a room and people stop talking and you just know the conversation's about you. Yes, I'm here. Don't stop for me. (laughs) Go about your day, pals. Just getting breakfast. They squint at you. The priests are courageous enough to squint at you. The kids, or I hesitate to say kids, the students, I should say. The students, they won't look you in the eyes. You, you're you not in their vision. Their focus is on their food and completely away from you as if you're a ghost. Laura, I did not mean to burn your hair, but it looks good on you with the shortness. Keep it up. I think uh, she gives you a bit of a sneer. She, I think uh, she almost opens her mouth to say something rude, but stops keeping her eyes on uh, like uh, your passing feet and looks away. No one wants to talk to you. No one wants to look at you. Where do you sit? Where do you eat? Oh, in the back by myself. It's not even a full table, it's just a chair. <laughs> I mean she used to she used to eat in the bathroom stall, but um mm-hmm. she started to taste what she was smelling and she has a little too much self-respect for herself. Mm-hmm. So I I think this is uh the point where I do wanna introduce uh, a character walking into the dining hall, not for eating food, but looking for someone in particular. We uh, do see a tabaxi uh, woman, and since she is a sergeant, we see like uh, her torso uh, covered with a uh, rose gold armor. And as she's walking in, uh, looking around, her eyes lays on Aluya, 
then at the student with the burnt hair. It is unacceptable to cause damage to a student. And this woman has a lot to get off her mind. Honestly, Mega, I want you to take the floor about this woman if there's any more personal like uh, details you want to add to her. So uh, I would probably say at the very least like uh like a that her armor is uh unusually kempt and clean. You know how like you know, like some people like might actually like do you know like a like a semi routine like you know, like a like shining and maintenance for like you know, like their clothes, armor, uniform, what have you. But it looks like this one was polished this morning. And probably even last night as well. And the previous morning. And just like, uh, you just cannot find like a single fault in any way, shape, or form. It is spotless. It is in perfect order. It's like, there's not even a dent in it. (laughs) She might have thrown away the last time her armor dented. Who knows? You never asked. Uh... (laughs) Well, one question and one statement. So, first of all, like, what kind of color fur does this uh, tabaxi have? Uh, I'm going to make her an orange tabby. I think it, like, uh, might go well with the armor set. (laughs) Okay. That sounds nice. And the statement that I want to make is, again, harming, (laughs) uh, harming a student, whether on accident or on purpose, without uh, disciplinary action, is very very bad and your target in particular after you are done chewing her out and giving her a piece of your mind by the end of this day she needs to go see the lieutenant floor is yours it's like uh she so like as um as this defexia is like you know like uh starting to like a uh, walk toward aluya just like her as she's like passing the girl whose hair has it's like uh, been you know like destroyed ruined essentially just like stops for a moment <laughs> turns it's like okay no this can't be done as uh just like you know going to like immediately like uh, starts letting out one of her claws going through the hair a bit just like num 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 <laughs> and like not actually like giving her like a a brief haircut <laughs> <laughs> there's shock on her face she's about to turn around and go who the fuck Hi, nine. Bonjour, mademoiselle. As she just like continues like uh, like cutting her hair, so and perfect. <laughs> now she has something like a uh, closer to like a, a cute bob. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she gives you a considerate smile and maybe like uh, again this uh this student I would say is probably like closer on the side of uh, sixteen. She uh, pulls out like a little hand mirror. It's uh, in the shape of a pocket watch. Flips it open, looks at her hair, and her uh, cheeks go flush as she smiles at you. Thank you. It's uh, Kelly on. As it's just like about to turn again, stops for again for a moment, turns out, oh, Shelly, just like uh, points down to her legs. I can't help but notice that your skirt is uh, sleek quarters of an inch too short. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Bella, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, it, w- it won't happen again. <laughs> Remember, dearly, you'll get no respect if the boys are elect. <laughs> Damn, I love this character so much. <laughs> just, just pan over. Ali is in the background clearing up her ship because she knows she's coming for her. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. What happens next? <laughs> just like, uh, just like smiles at that knock. As in, as you were, as she just like turns around and her face falls flat again as she just starts doing that like march toward Aluya. Aluya stands up, stiff, shaking, just waiting. Now, I, I do have to ask, like, uh, generally speaking, like, how would this character actually have to address Aluya in particular? Because, do like, or like, uh, does she like have basically give them the same? Uh, addresses like any other uh, any other student here. Uh, more like you don't think she should be here. She's not efficient enough in what she does, but she's kind of stuck dealing with her. She just wishes she was better. And what's the difference in rank? Oh, uh, she's she's above me, like way above me. I'm I haven't even become a private yet. <laughs> there you go. In which case, and. Hang on, there's one more important thing, Aluya. Did you attend your classes today? Not yet. I was still gonna go after I finished eating. Okay. And just to clarify, I okay, I don't believe classes have happened yet. <laughs> okay. Go on, man. Bonjour you. <laughs> uh, good good morning, Captain Bell. Bon, bon baguette to you. <laughs> Uh, well, at least I'm a bit more moist than yours. Anyway, <laughs> I believe we both know why I am here. Or do I need to spell it out? <laughs> um, is it because I did such a good job yesterday? Or is it because I burned her head this morning? Oh, you thought that was a good job? No, no, no. It, uh, well, look, it was an accident. Okay, I just had this charge and i said hey watch out and she ignored me and it happened and she was just too close oh so now we are blaming others for our own problems uh, no no we don't blame the victim i understand that um i'm just sorry oh you i have how many times have i heard that oh sorry mister sorry mister because it always is an accident yes but Think about it. How many times do I have to hear sorry? How many times do I have to hear it is an accident? How many times before I need to start wondering if they are accidents? I would never harm someone on purpose, but you know, I don't know how to explain it to you. And what if something worse had happened? What if we were not having this conversation in our dining hall? What if it was... Well, out there with Celeste. <laughs> uh, Sergeant Bell, I don't know what to tell you. I don't mean to do these things. I have trouble keeping whatever it is inside me contained and it just comes out. Every time having this conversation over and over, it is... Look, you ought to speak with the lieutenant today. Uh, are you serious? We, oui, you... I have to see Lieutenant Stonefist. Just nods. <laughs> I believe we both know how serious this is. Okay, I'm sorry. Your, your heart really, really does sink. This, like, there's already a gap in between you and the person you're talking to. There are leagues in between you and Stonefist. She kind of, kind of sinks down into herself, realizing what she has to do at the end of the day. And she clears up everything to 
begin her trot to her class, her her walk of shame. Uh, uh, what's the finishing? Jeremy, that is not uniform. Yep, there we go. Yeah, never mind. I didn't even have to ask. I was gonna ask what is the finishing highlight. There we go. I mean, I guess I'll go ahead and like, uh, like, so like. Anyways, that's all I came to say. And then turns her head. Jeremy, that is not uniform. As she like starts marching over, seeing that one of the boys has uh, has very clearly like unbuttoned their blazer to an unacceptable degree. <laughs> <laughs> And we see that. That does in reference to Aaliyah, but that's even better. That's uh, how we uh, finish off uh, uh, Miss Nine Bell here. Um, Aaliyah, please uh, keep walking me through your day a little bit. Your walk of shame. Uh, tell me your uh, schedule. What happens next? Uh, she enters out uh, the side of the dining hall because she just would rather take the long way mm-hmm. through the gardens to her first class which is scriptures um she kind of makes her way down these steps um and then the greenery starts to set in you have these high trees um and flowers into this beautiful garden uh some of them of sculptures of the albatross Mm -hmm. and before she makes her way to the end she notices someone unexpected Mm. yes you do you see a, yeah, I would have to say a little over a six-foot uh, half-elf man with a golden skin and a silver hair, much like uh, the figure that we've seen at the start of our flashback here. He is standing before a, a group of students, and you hear a, a tiny uh, murmur among them looking around, not quite sure what they're doing and the man himself he has a very straight posture and you see that like a one uh one hand is uh behind his back and the other one is like uh resting above his heart almost like it's a kind of a salute as he's talking to these students and i think uh he catches your eye Aluya. And he motions you over. Here, come here. Oh no, she got to him first. I, uh, good morning, Captain Dalmorvin. Ahoy there. <laughs> you see him just uh, give like a small laugh. Ahoy? Yes, ahoy there. Uh, excuse me, would you do me a favor? Uh, guide these recruits for me, would you? I must see... High Priest Augustus. These these people? Yes. And he motions his hands towards these uh, uh, students. And yeah, they seem like they're pretty green behind the ears. Uh, This doesn't seem like an appropriate job for you. Uh, So just to be clear, I'm supposed to watch the new recruits? And Sergeant Bell did not talk to you. And he takes a moment, squints his eyes, and goes, Why, of course not. If Sergeant Bell were to talk to me, she would have nothing but flying colors to say about you. Uh Uh-huh. Um, I don't think this is the job for me. I actually have class. No, 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 I insist. It's idiot proof. Anyone can do it. Please guide them. I'm sure it is, but um, 
I, I'm just working through something and... And a hand comes to your shoulder and you see a cold gaze from his eyes. Madam, are you interfering with my work with the high priest? Uh, no. Uh... Good! Because that would be treason. Or would you guide these students? Oh, okay, Captain. But Good lass! Okay. All you right. can see a couple pats on the back. I don't know who High Priest Augustus is, but you do that too. So, hello. I am Aluya. <laughs> okay. So let's get a couple things straight. So we see... As you are uh, taking up the role, we see the uh, captain uh, give you a firm nod, and he uh, begins to uh, walk away. And as he walks away, he turns a uh, corner away from view. Um, Now, I need to ask you, Luya, how infamous do you think you are? (laughs) Uh, Not in the best of ways. I've done quite a lot of damage, not just to people. But to like structural damage. Okay, so if people were to come on the campus, you'd probably be the first to- uh, topic or warning. Would that be uh, correct? I would, I would be a warning, right? There would be nothing pleasant to hear about me. Okay, so yes, we uh, see the kids, and uh, you introduce yourself as Luia, and we see one in particular, uh, Isabel. Uh, she is uh, 15 years old. Um, and she just narrows her eyes and just goes, Like, the Aluya? Oh, so you've heard of me. Oh, I feel a little special, but yes, I am the Aluya. I mean, I'd shake your hand, but I wouldn't do that to you. Um, have you all heard Didn't of me? Didn't you explode a statue? send Ah. one of the students into yeah like in such a bad condition that you had to go to the the priest Uh, oh that's how you mean it um yes that that was me didn't you also destroy a boat all accidents I know when you put it all together it's it looks bad but but what about the dog incident Oh, he grew back his fur. No problem. <laughs> you see them all exchanging glances. Oh, okay. And you see, like, as she sa- says that, she do- does take, like, a, a step back to give a little bit more distance between the two of you. And <laughs> how do you smooth that over? How are you guiding these kids? Or not kids, these uh, students. <laughs> uh, so, since uh, Captain Dalmorvin put me in charge of you all for I don't know what reason, I will do my best to take you around. I just had breakfast, so I guess I could take you to the dining hall first and show you the dormitories because they're close by. And um, I guess take you to all the classes so you can meet the professors. I don't know. I guess we'll do that. Yeah, let's see. Let's see the highlights of this. Like, uh, what do you think would be the first class these uh, kids would see? Uh, she would, because it would be the closest. She's going around, so uh, 
uh, it would be uh, history. History. Okay. Yeah. We see you guiding them to history class. Do you think that there's anyone in this room? Uh, I would think so. People, other people have classes, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just, they all have rotating schedules. Okay. All right. So we, we get off to uh, history. And uh, in, in particular, just uh, walk me through. So, like, uh, we, we, we see you guiding these students. Uh, we see a history uh, class uh, coming up. Uh, how do you uh, come into the room? How do you introduce yourself to the professor? I, I want to hear these minute details. Um, she'll just kind of knock. Uh, uh, good morning, professor. Uh, I will be in the back. This is a group of students I'm giving a tour to. I will be quiet. All of you, please be quiet. And don't blow this. Uh, okay. You hear Isabel say, <laughs> and everyone goes along with it. But yeah, um, yeah. Give me the highlight of history, especially like uh, towards this uh, specific uh, city. Like, what do, what do you think would be like uh, one of the most important bits of information from like your city's history that'd be brought up here? Uh, the founding of it. Uh, so speaking about uh. Del Mar Cordorosa. Okay. Okay. Like, uh, what what do you think would be like uh, the initial hook for that story to be? Um, uh, the the overcoming of the storm and his guidance of Aeolus. <laughs> yeah. So, like, we we see this uh, professor like uh, uh, go over uh, this course. We uh, see the uh, like. I kind of want to imagine there's a chalkboard behind him. And we see, like, uh, the outline of an albatross. And uh, we have, like, uh, a couple main events. And it follows the general beats of uh, the story of a uh, man named Delmar being... uh, Trying to ferry uh, some pilgrims. They had their own visions of this land. And they asked him to take them, even though it's a treacherous journey. He accepted because he likes a challenge, but... He didn't know what he got himself into. Yeah. <laughs> Which eventually brought him to uh, uh, this land that we uh, find ourselves in. And in fact, uh, I-, I think the finishing note would be uh, how the city got its name. Uh, what was the explanation for it? They named it after Delmar because the sands are pink, just like his hair, just like his name. Yep. There we go. Cordy Rosa. Um, yes. And I kind of want to imagine we uh, keep uh, going through the classes, but we're not going to have like the same thing that we just did right now. Let's uh, have a, a little bit of a blitz. What, what's the curriculum that's taught here? Uh, there's theology, scripture, philosophy, uh, laws, ritual, meditation, charity, magic, healing, and warfare. At what point would you need to leave this tour? Because, again... The lieutenant needs to see you. Um, probably at the halfway mark when a few hours has passed, I'll say about four or five hours. Um, she just kind of like doesn't know what to do with herself. Um, but she knows she don't she don't fucks around with Sergeant Bell and she will do what she was told to do. So probably after that mark. Okay. Uh, uh where would uh these uh, students be held? In a rec hall. Yeah, okay, so they are in the rec hall. 
Um, what, what's some parting words you would actually say to the uh, kids before, or kids, of students? What were some parting words you'd say to the students before going, uh, uh, leaving them for a moment? All right, so um, it's the afternoon. I just need to make a quick chat with my lieutenant. Um, I'll be right back. Um, I'll come to you before the night comes, and I'll hang out with you all. Yay. Yay. As Belle says in her turn. Okay. I'll, I'll be right back and don't worry. Just go there and don't make a mess. I don't need any of the flack. Just be good. Okay. We, uh, uh, again, like, tell me a little bit about the architecture of this uh, temple as you're going along. I kind of want to imagine as you are going along, we do see like multiple windows looking outward. And uh, again, this temple is on top of the cliff, correct? Overseeing the city. Yes. So lots of windows, lots of very high ceilings open as they want as much light to come through as possible. Yeah. Um, So I kind of want to say on this day, we uh, see, uh, we look outside we, we see the cliffside, we see uh, the city below, we see the docks on the pink uh, sand beach. And looking towards uh, the sky itself, we start to see like dark clouds begin to form. Um, and we see Aluya climbing uh, the staircase. There are a lot of windows looking outward. Is there any kind of internal... Uh, uh, thoughts going through Aluya during this time because you know when when you're told to report to a superior's office or uh, talk to someone in power I know a lot of people tend to get like butterflies in the stomach uh, tends to like uh, have a couple thoughts racing through their head what's happening with Aluya? High anxiety she's clammy you know she gets those heart palpitations she knows what's coming and she's just really nervous and scared because everything is just an accident. But she also wants to do better and listen to her superiors, so she'll, she'll do it. Mm-hmm. All right. This is, of course, different from the usual doki doki that your heart goes for the <laughs> lieutenant. <laughs> so we get to the man's office. Aluya is right in front. Does she immediately knock? Does she need a few breaths? Does she hesitate for like a couple minutes? Um,. I feel like she'll raise her her fist to knock and her hand is shaking and she'll kind of grab it to compose herself. She'll take in this really deep breath and exhale and just go for it and knock. Knock, knock. Moo, what does Luya hear? I'm going to be a little mean and do this. Mm. They're going to hear a low, boisterous voice go like, I was wondering how long it would take you to knock, Miss Oblak. You're breathing rather heavily behind there. Uh, my, my apologies, Lieutenant. Uh, I'd rather not talk to you through the door. Please come in. Uh, right. <laughs> I'm just nervous, you know. She opens the door, closes it behind her. Okay, but you know what? <laughs> Moo, you, you have the, like, flavored text. What, what does this person look like? Add on what you want. So... Very much, they are not what we'd say a small dwarf. They give an impression that they are much larger in life. Their skin is darker. It seems more as if they have an extremely dark tan. They have many braids in their hair as they let it slide back. Currently, though, they are not wearing armor. 
I would say they are dressed up more as if they are an official. So you could see that their clothing is a lot more tailored with gold and blues, a lot of expensive materials. However, and this is why we don't have the Depaxi nearby, it's not professionally set up with the buttons let loose. It is a little bit unkempt. You could tell he is very much used to being in this room by himself. But as it continues on, as you approach, you will see he has a very well-groomed beard. And mm -hmm. it is not braided. It is just nice and bushy to the point where it touches the table. And more importantly, but as you kind of walk in, you will see his penetrating eyes as he kind of just stares with his hands interlocked onto the table. He has very big hands. You could tell that they are hands of a warrior. They are full of calluses, scars, and it is very much like this person does not need to yell nor scream. They just simply speak and everybody listens. And before we continue on, uh, Moo, because I need to establish your, the motive for your character at this moment, Aluya is on her, la she's on her last thread. This is getting too much. You've had way too many reports from this woman. Honestly, she is not only a hazard to the students, but the environment around here. And you know that Nine Bell has been trying her best to uh, take care of the situation and uh, uh, make sure that uh, students are remaining safe. But th this is getting out of hand. In fact, you, you are debating in your head whether this this needs to be dealt with expulsion or even like a, a, a dishonorable discharge. This is absolutely ridiculous. Fair enough, because that would explain one more emotion that Louis would see. They wouldn't see anger. They wouldn't see someone exhausted. The worst thing Louis would see in those eyes is Please don't great, it. great disappointment. Oh, she said it. I knew she'd say it. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. You're going to see him open his hands and gesture to a chair that Aluya is very familiar with, as it is also slightly burnt, and simply goes, take a seat. He meekly does. Now, you already know that I never have these conversations alone, so you get to choose. And as they go into their beard, they pull out two wooden trolls. Would you like Mr. Dinkles or Sugar Cookie Loaf? I will take sugar cookie, please. You always take sugar cookie. <laughs> sugar cookie has bright purple skin painted on, as well as a yellow and green dress, and their hair is light blue. Leo, fix the hair a little bit, ready for this interaction. Now, Miss Oblak, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, nor am I going to make it softer blow for you. But the best way I can explain is that you are very much on your last thread. You already know how hard we try to accommodate for you, other students. You know that already. Yes, I do. You already know how often I try to accommodate. You also already know how much many of the other staff have tried to accommodate for you. And yet, you're also already aware of the damages that you've done to the property, as well as to other students who maybe weren't the wisest to approach you at moments as such as that. I give you the doubt that you don't try. You're not malicious. I could tell you that. But I can't defend what happens after. I'm trying my best. I promise you. 
I'll be honest, the meditation has been rough. Like, it is so boring. I wind up thinking about anything. Counting, food. Sometimes I got lost. I watched a piece of lint roll by the window. But I I am doing my absolute best. When I, I can't explain it to you, it just... It's like this welling feeling and I, I, I can sense the signs but it's like too late and there are people around me. The bushes, statues, I, I try to get away but I can't. You see him not like interrupting at all. He just very much like listens to you talk. And once, you know, once he knows that you're very much done, he kind of continues to speak. Miss Olbluck. No, Aluya. I'm very aware of you trying. I'm very aware of your efforts. I don't hear all bad things. I hear good things in some aspects. Oh, really? Like, what's one of them? Because it's been a rough day today. <laughs> the big thing I could say with confidence is that the effort is seen. Not many people look at you and say that you are lazy. But even when you try, this is why I have to talk to you about this. Despite your great efforts and despite your immense gumption to continue on. The issue is that I don't know if I can even have you still stay. It's not a matter of the lack of trying, it's the matter of safety. As well as the study of our students' well-beings. Oh, oh, please, don't kick me out. I'll do what you want, I'll confine myself to a room, I'll do my studies in private, I just... I'll ask for notes, I'll... I'll I don't know what I'll do, but don't tell me to go. I'll charge your phone. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to look at you with like, they're being really kind. They are not malicious. You could tell this is why he is a good leader. He doesn't very much interrupt people, but also it's just the fact it's like he is letting you plea and he's not going like no, yes, or being reactive. He's very much like being patient with you. And he simply just says... I haven't made the decision. I still need to talk with my council. I need to talk to Fuzzbert and Cooper and Bibley to figure out what is going on. <laughs> and Sugar Cookie. And everybody else on Sesame Street. Sadly, I wish I could have Sugar Cookie Love join me, but Mandy Sparkle Dust is not thinking that they would be unbiased. Mm. I get that. I will say, though, Grandma Rosie Puff sees you favorably. Thank you for being in my corner, Granny. Regardless, though, the reason why we're talking here is because I have to be fair. And you already know, since I know you're going to grow up to be a fine woman, to understand that consequences just eventually catch up, even if it's not your fault. You're on your last strike, I would put it. And I hate to tell you this because this might put a weight above your head now, but ultimately, even if I talk to the council, one more of your debacles, or one more injury, one more disfacing of property, anything of the sorts, and I would have to have my hands tied and very much have to do the decision you fear most. Shakily shall say, I understand, and you'll have to do what you need to. I will do more. I will do better. I will I I will do my meditations better. Maybe that is key. And here's what I need to see. This is very straightforward. Don't don't think in a sense of trying to do more. 
break it down to just simply one thing. I'm not asking you to hold everything here. We're willing to accommodate, as you already know. But focus on keeping the balance. If it helps, you could take Sugar Cookie Loaf with you to maybe help you out. No, I could not do that to you. If it helps you out, though, I do have one more companion you could take, if you feel so worried. Oh? Is it a new friend? They will pull out a very... two little um, trolls that are attached to each other by hand-holding. And one is pastel pink and the other one's lavender blue. And they go like, these two are very well-trained individuals to help people be able to focus. So I will let you take Satin and Chanel. Olya's eyes go wide. Thank you so much, Lieutenant. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Lieutenant Stonefist. Like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for letting me stay. I know it's like you're thinking it over and everything, but just thank you for your kindness. It is not kindness. It is just the least I can do. <laughs> I will talk with the council when Satin and Chanel will hopefully help you out. Now, I'll let you be on your way. I must begin assembling the orders. You see him pull out each troll out of his beard, putting them in a circle. <laughs> this guy's fucking insane. Oh, one more thing, and I can't stress this enough. No child murders during this whole thing. <laughs> I, I feel like I, I don't think like I have to say this, but, you know, I, at the same time, I do feel I do. <laughs> uh, before she turns around and goes, she'll just ask, uh, a lieutenant? Yes? I have never met the high priest, but I always thought his name was High Priest Augustine, or is it Augustus? I'll be honest, he's never happy with either one. Uh, it would, it would be the Augustine. No, I know, but that's a joke. It's like, she's never happy. That's why so it's like, he's not going to care. He's always an angry man. Mm. Alright. Okay. Just stay, Augustine, you. if you're worried. Ah, DJ Suki, I'm glad you came over. She pulls out the troll <laughs> with an orange hair and a pink skin and puts it down. Has a, a crystal in its belly button. Oh my god. People say friendship is magic, but obviously they were wrong. <laughs> Uh, she'll turn around, she'll glance back, and she'll close the door and make her way back to the kids. Okay, there's a couple things before we do that. I know it's, uh, like, focused on you, this entire thing, but I I gotta know. And I'm gonna limit it to about five minutes. Um, I, I, I do want to kind of see a scene with uh, a stone fist and nine bell. Um... Like, uh, within that office, uh, discussing about Aluya. Um, b before, well, I should say, Nine Bells, uh, outside of the office, uh, how, like, tell me the posture, how they knock, uh, if they announce themselves, go right ahead. Just, uh, you know, like, as she's, like, you know, like, walking down the hallways, probably occasionally passing students, and with her very perceptive eyes, it's like, uh, like, a, like, a critiquing them on even their own postures, their uniforms, just like basically anything that seems out of place. So before she finally like uh, walks up to the door, does a perfect 90 degree toward the door and as a simple like uh, evenly paced knock. You may approach. So the door opens and uh, like, you know, like a 
It's like a back completely erect as she like goes, strides in. Actually, how heavy is this door? I'm going rid of mahogany. <laughs> mahogany. Also, as you walk in, you will see stone fists surrounded by trolls as he's slowly putting them back in gently one at a time, but leaving one of them that you know they call Queen Barb. Oh, I see that you're playing with your companions. They have much wisdom, as you already know. I already know that Hickory helped you out a lot when you were roaming these halls a bit few more years ago. It uh, very quickly slams the door. <laughs> <laughs> Not at loud, Lieutenant. <laughs> <laughs> The students must not know. <laughs> oh my god. I understand. I know you had issues when they found out you were playing with Dickory. Why do you say these things out loud so casually? <laughs> you have business. <clears throat> right, right. Uh, like a quick look, like straightens back up after like getting a bit disheveled <laughs> by <laughs> that sudden panic. And uh, so we um assuming that you talked with Ziggo. Mr. Block? Yes, I did. They... I left them with more of a cheeriness, but as we discussed before, I didn't hold back. Yes, I believe I've made my opinion very clear. They are aware that their chances are extremely low, and I had to give them the ultimatum in a sense that, well, if they do something like they've done in the past, looks at calendar, too long of many things to explain, but if they do one more offense, then I don't need to tell you what to do. If I've not made this part particularly clear, allow me to remind you of something that may have already occurred to you. But you know if anything worse happens, that might fall upon your shoulders. I wouldn't be a good leader if I didn't take that responsibility. I say this is mainly because, as you already know, some of the roughest stones can become the greatest diamonds. Or they can also become the deadliest things you could have. But I'm willing to take the risk for the potential very well may benefit us and people far around our borders. But I do appreciate your concern. I will take full responsibility if you feel that. And if they do take the offense, I will personally escort them myself out with the help. Well, I hope not to pull them out. Pulls out a little troll that looks like a cloud. No one should dare ever see cloud guy. <laughs> Give me the finishing, like, uh, highlights from both these characters before we move on. Monsieur Lieutenant, if I could say one more thing. You may. Could you please, for the love of Aeolus, straighten up all of these paintings? Why are they all crooked? It's because Lexi's likes it like that. By the way, I would like King Peppy back. Omega, uh, your character in particular, like, you know, at that... Uh, your ears twitch as you hear, and this is an amazing feat to show how sensitive and alert uh, you are. Because even through the mahogany door, even though it's up flights of stairs, you hear, yes, you definitely hear the sounds of students screaming. And it is with horror. Lieutenant, something is wrong. I trust your instincts as you see the you know stonefish just picks up all the trolls with one mighty sweep and as if like magic they're all in his beard and then 
He just grabs his sidearms and goes like, Proceed forward. I'll follow you. There's already a dust cloud where she used to be. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I kind of want to imagine, again, we fade to black on that. And before we move on, I gotta say, what the fuck are we doing? Why aren't we just following these fucking characters? (laughs) This is awesome. I'm glad you love my iteration of Stonefist. Just both. Both of them. I fucking love it. (laughs) I just love this. Alright. So let's walk back a few steps. This happened slightly in the future. And I'll tell you when everything uh, meets up. So... Well, Louis is away. While Nine Bell is away. While uh, Sto- uh, Stonefist is away. Like everyone's doing their own business. We uh, we have a, a camera lingering within uh, the rec hall. Uh, Louis, can you explain uh, what the rec hall looks like? Give me give me a firm picture of it. Windows, doors. How spacious is it? What's in it? It's pretty spacious. It's got a bunch of desks and whatnot um it's just with like chairs and couches it's just a place to unwind and relax so there's like chess and whatever other sorts of dragon chess there's playing cards yeah uh there's a ball just a place to come and relax we see uh two of the students uh playing dragon chess a man and a woman and uh, the woman has the upper hand about to uh, put her opponent within checkmate. Um, other than that, we see like uh, a few of uh, the female students on uh, a couch giggling while uh, one of uh, one of the m- men is looking through like uh, a deck of cards, just mindlessly uh, shuffling them. Everyone is doing their uh, an assorted activity and as we look outside it gets darker and darker as clouds begin to fill the uh, sky and we start to see lightning uh, crackle within the clouds and you see like uh, one of the uh, students looking at the storm approaching and have a slight smile as they see the outline of an albatross I think it's Isabel who says it, it just goes you really think she's that bad? And, like, one of the male students goes, Well, I mean, they warned us, right? She's gotta be bad. But, I mean, yeah, she she's not all there. She seems, you know, here, there, and not really that bright, but... Wow, they chose violence today. <laughs> she's, she's not really bad, though. <laughs> and she kind of looks away from the boy and just goes... She actually seems kind of nice. Think so? Yeah. Yeah. I I think we should do something for her. Really? Yeah. She's She's been running around a lot, you know? We got time. Mm. Just as a deep sigh. All right. And we see, like, uh, this uh, girl, I- Isabel, like, uh, Isabella, uh, coordinating, like, a little effort with uh, some of the students. Like, some are r- reluctant, some don't participate, but, like, uh, half the students are just working on something. And we see, like, uh, a knife to paper. And, like, uh, much like when you fold up a paper and make cuts into it and make, like, a star from it, like, uh, with this, they made, like, a, a paper banner, perhaps from a uh, parchment. It's a, a cute little design. And 
I think they uh, made like a, a sign that says uh, "Thank you, Luya," and like at like in the middle of like painting this sign, you see door open and a man with golden skin and silver hair walk to the center of the room or the camera uh, looking towards him and we see behind him the window we see lightning shocking or crackling around him giving him a glow but it is far far outside far far away and uh he uh, greets children children fuck students he greets the students and goes ahoy there uh, hi uh, captain what are you working on it's uh, nothing big. It's just something for Luya. Who? The the girl that you had guide us. Oh yes, yes. Uh, that that young lass. Yes, Luya. And he cups his chin slightly, looking at the sign and frowns. No, no, no. This this won't do at all. And he uh, grabs the sign, and you see like Isabel like uh, uh, grabbing the other. Uh, side of it holding grip and going like what are you doing let go just and smacks her hand let go looking at the sign frowning and we see like a little bit of magic dance across his hands as we see electricity engulf the sign turning it to ash giving out a frown that is not a proper use of resources what do you think you're doing what are you all doing? And he looks around at the crowd of students. What are your ambitions? What do you hope to do? This? And he looks at the ashes, gives it a swift kick. No. No, you are meant for something. You are supposed to do something with your lives. You had the privilege of being born into greatness. And you're wasting it. This? On this girl? See, I'm grinding his teeth. And you see Isabella just going, Seems a little extreme. I mean, we didn't... You didn't what? (sighs) Didn't take your studies seriously? Didn't consider what your family had in mind? No. No. (sighs) This pace would be nothing more than obstacles. Had great hopes for you all. And clicks his tongue. Everyone just has like a shake to their eyes and I think like one of the students is like inching back towards the door who am I kidding this was the plan from the start and we see electricity shoot from his hands dancing across the students we see them all just momentarily stationary like statues there's a flash of lightning in the distance that creates a moment of darkness and brightness, like a strobing effect. We see branching uh, tree-like effects on all their bodies, much like uh, how electricity uh, contacts the body. Immediate red, their eyes white, and we zoom in on Isabella, head craned back, hair flutter, and everyone stands for a moment. Then it happens again and again. And again, electricity just streaming from his fingers. See steam rising from the bodies. The smell is horrendous. Walks up to Isabella. Puts two fingers on her wrist, feeling for anything. 
pulse. She always was the annoying one. Then goes up to the next student, and the next student, and the next student, checking to see if anyone survived. Good. I think this time, things will go as planned. Things will be, yes, there won't be issues. And I kind of want to imagine, like, we see a shot of Aluya approaching as this man's checking bodies. And Aluya, what would you be wearing on this day? Like, what, what's your outfit? Are you actually wearing armor? No, I don't. We don't get armor. Uh, we just have to wear the, the white tunics, and then uh, stitched on the front is the uh, symbol of Aeolus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we see you uh, stepping along, getting closer and closer to the hallway. And you can, yes, you ha- Once you uh, get closer and closer to that door, that smell is becoming more evident. You are familiar with the smell of electricity onto flesh. And this is overwhelming. What does Aluya do? Um, She drops her treats that she got the kids because she, she, she did come back to check on them and then she left again to uh, get them some goodies and just the, she's, she's like shocked she, she's hoping it's not what she thinks it is but she's you know shaking and slowly making her way forward to this door mm-hmm. to see what is happening yeah like from inside the room we hear your footsteps approach the man stands up looks towards the door we see electricity crackling within his hand mm. one more and as soon as you get to the doorknob, as soon as you're pushing open the door, it is like an oven, a furnace. It's hot in this room. The smell of burning flesh is like no other. It's vomit-inducing, actually. Like your stomach goes weak, your knees are wobbling, and that fucking smell... You know at this moment you're never going to forget that smell within this room. You see nothing but the children. She's panicking. No, 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 no. Ah, I don't... uh, uh. She's trying to see if she can get anything from any of them. She's she's checking whatever she can on the body to see if one of them is alive. She's like hyperventilating. She's crying. Please wake up. Please, one of you, please wake up. I don't know what's happening here. I need to make sure all my fingerprints are on here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let yeah. me spit for good measure. There's my DNA. Uh, I don't understand what's happening. Help! Help! It's shouting. And like, once you begin to like scream for help, like a minute or two passes, and we see as you're cradling this uh, body, uh, yeah, we have a uh, upright perspective. So from the ground upward, we see Aluya cradling this body. And right behind her, unbeknownst to her, but visible to the camera, we see like uh, the outline and iridescent camouflage of a man with a weapon in his hand. Just a very, very jagged and black metal dagger that's just coming closer closer to her neck. Mega, how fast do you think this tabaxi runs towards the trouble? Uh, as quickly as she senses it, frankly. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm thinking a full-on sprint. So, uh, yep. Yep, and I kind of want to imagine, like... And somehow, and somehow yep. the hallway is still completely preserved. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even in including that racial trait, she is the first one on the scene. We see that dagger approaching Aluya's neck, and we start to zoom in on this invisible hand, this invisible body, and we see through it where we see the blurry outline of a tabaxi. What is the first thing you say or do coming into this room, seeing all these bodies around Aluya, all of them looking like they were shocked to death? What have you done? No, 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 this was not me, this was not me, I came back, I came back and I found them this way, this was not me, this was not me, I don't know what happened to them, I don't know, I don't know, it was not me, it was not me. The digger retracts away, and the man steps to the corner, watching it play out. Please, please, I did not do this, can you help them, or can they be helped? Then who did? I don't know, I was not here, I... I walked out, I went to get them treats, and I came back, and I I smelled it, I felt it, and I came in, and they were just there. I, I'm so sorry, but I did not do this. It was not even half a day when I warned you what would happen if something worse came from you. It wasn't me, it wasn't me, I promise you, it was not me. Please believe me, it was not me. Just help them. I'm going to make sure that everyone will be helped. <laughs> Isn't that right, Lieutenant? And we see Stonefist walk into the scene. What does he say, Moo? Oh, how do I convey this person's feelings? Because the big thing is just very much that what they told, you know, our fellow Tabaxi, a diamond in a rough, turned into the most dangerous thing. But the thing that makes it sad is that, and this is what makes it, I think, heartbreaking for Aluya. When the patient man snaps scenario. When the very patient man very much loses it. As it never was this scale, you know? So, Luya, in desperation of, like, trying to keep yourself composed, I think it would snap to you when you just see this, like, very calm dwarf just very much starts turning fury red. And he just simply just says two words. Get out. I swear I did not do this. It was not. And you me. just hear him yell louder, saying, Get out! She steps out, crying. And then looks to their tabaxi friend and just goes, I don't think I need to tell you the legal process you can do now. I will take care of this. You go take them to authorities. Just, uh, she brings a hand to her face. Just like like slowly allowing it to rub and descend down before she finally responds. I was hoping not to have to clean this large of a mess. Hence why I will do it. You take care of the escorting and taking them to authorities. I will clean up the mess I left and risked, disappointingly so, as he just slowly approaches the bodies. It It is clear. Electricity was used. There's no question about it. You see the branching roots from the contact. It from it, you. You've even seen like smaller scale instance where she merely shocked someone and it left this pattern. It it all leads to Luya. She's just shouting in the back. Please help them. You will just simply hear from this dwarf for the final time. I will not let this happen again. No more second chances kind of want to imagine nine bells uh, is escorting aluya 
we see Stone Fist investigating the uh, scene. And we see the invisible figure in the room just watching, staring. What's the process for the cleanup, Moo? Very carefully done. They are organized by age. They are organized by severity. Because if some died in a not the worst of ways, then they basically were like put in a spot where it's a little bit more visible. But the ones that were like disfigured or horribly murdered are the ones that are covered first with tarps and such. But the sad thing too is that with each body, there is a troll upon them. Oh, kind of one imagine as you're cleaning up, we see like a, a person knocking on the open door and we see his golden skin, silver, long hair tied on his back. What happened here? Incompetence on my end. A student went wild. <sighs> Walks up, looks around the room, and finally is looking down at you. This is my fault. I should have known better. I left them in the care of that woman. I'm sorry. Sorry. And he looks away. And like, from your perspective, if you were to look at him, you wouldn't see his expression. But he... Flash to the other side, and he can't hold back a smile on his face. Sorry, sir. You are at no fault now. Just take care of what is now. The student in question is being escorted. You will be in charge of contacting those that are next of kin. Yes, Lieutenant. I can do that. But what's to be done with her? Nine Bells will take care of that. They were first to witness the situation, so they are the best witness to be able to report to proper authorities and depending on the scale well sadly I haven't even had the chance to count it will be done by our laws sir and he like uh, gives you a bit of a salute before he continues on I know I'm in no position to make a request we, we both know she will be executed for this by me I have an alternative waiting for permission to speak Oh, sorry. No, they'll just simply say, go on. Uh, what he uh, does uh, say, because he is uh, giving you uh, proper uh, respect. Something is bothering you, Stonefist. You're, you're a lieutenant. He's, he's a captain. You, you're not sure whether it's the tension of the situation or just falling back in military order, but he's giving you a little bit too, uh, too much respect for his position. Just says... I won't be directly in charge of this case, but I would like for everyone to motion for uh, something the capital has been uh, developing. And it seems that we have we have a person that would fit the criteria for it. They want people that uh, we deem ready for the gallows walk, executioners, acts. They want people that won't be missed a better alternative than letting this talent go to waste. Do you think you could help me with that? With heavy with thought, trying to either follow their gut instinct, they choose the wise decision as they always do. I feel that their talents would be better use, possibly. But I do ask for a moment before solidifying the decision. You will see me soon. I think it's not a bad proposition. Just need a moment to process. Gives you not. I could trust this with you. But very much he's like, yes, they could very much see them on this idea, you know? But there is one last thought that I think Stonefist would do once they are alone. They would pull out Mr. Dinkles. 
look at him with a sad face, look up, think about Aluya as if their words hold true. Just that little hankering thought that what they said was true, that it wasn't them, just simply says as their final note, you'll disguise you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to say, Aluya, that we, we know how this plays out, but I want to say in particular, with uh, the end of this day, it's getting towards the night, and we do like see a couple dock workers calling it good for the day. Probably both of them having a little bit of a drunken sway to them as they're walking about. And one of them is just making a joke to the other, saying, And that's why I fucked your mom. And he goes, Don't be talking about my mother that way. And they go back and forth, back and forth, until like uh, one guy pushes the other guy off the dock. And he falls into a dinghy. And we hear the snapping and cracking of bones along with uh, the snapping of wood. The man looks down over the dock and goes, uh, You all right? Yeah, I'm fine. It's just... Yeah, I'm not hurt. And he's raising up his arm, his hand, to get a hand. The other guy pulls him up. And the guy who pulled pulls him up looks at his hand, notices blood. Thought you weren't hurt. I ain't hurt. And he looks down at himself in the lantern light and sees blood stains around his body. What the fuck? And we look down towards the dinghy with a hand missing having uh, the pale skin of a missing ring. See the tarp removed as we see the corpse of the uh, recruiting captain, Erlen Dalmorvan. And I kind of want to imagine, like, uh, Luya, as you're finishing this off, the haze, the strain of focusing on this day, you see in the blackness of the void, you see the heraldry of a diamond and the heraldry of a lion, two separate sigils, burn in the black, empty canvas. Uh, Aluya, your vision has finished. You've uh, seen a few things outside of uh, what you remember of that day. In particular, it appeared that there was an imposter among the people that you talked to, and you've seen two strange uh, uh, Hildries. Oh, can't speak. Two different sigils of family. Coat of arms. Um, one of a diamond, one of a lion. And finally, a list of names with uh, uh, ages and scandals time-stamped in a future date. Your vision returns to you, and you... It's kind of sad, actually. Like, the memory truly ended with you being uh, walked away by uh, Nine Bells. And as you come back, come back to your current situation, you still got that lonely uh, feeling that you're alone, and it's especially amplified in this room. Do you do? Uh, she's kind of just weeping into the pool. Uh, still, like, is this real? What she saw? Is this like a dream? Still saddened by the events of that day. And to some extent still feels like it's her fault, even though it it wasn't. And she's still unsure of what to make of the information, because at this point, who would believe her? And all you have to go by this individual is a ring. Simple ring that you've seen him wear. But it could have just been discarded. 
It was an emerald ring. A square emerald ring with a black band. She'll um, she'll stand up and uh, wipe the tears away and take in a breath and just walk out to the rest of the group. Mm-hmm. It's a crowded hallway. <laughs> Welcome to the conga line. Conga, conga, conga. Well, again, not uh, not too long ago, they were in a significantly more crowded hallway. So, well, that's you know, perspective. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, Leah, what's the first thing you said to the party after that experience? Uh, I'm ready to move forward. I don't uh, wish to be here anymore. We can go. Uh, you don't want to observe anything else in that room. You're done. Uh, not not for, from her. No, she's kind of she feels defeated and deflated and just wants to. You are right, Berluya. Not really, but there is nothing I could do about it, even if I tried. But, like, you can always do something, even if you don't think it'll do anything. Well, I cannot change the events of the past, and hating my name will not be easy. Or I don't even know if I should try anymore. It, it seems hopeless. Well, like, you moved, right? I moved? Well, like, if you really thought it was hopeless, you'd still be in that room, right? You wouldn't try, but you moved. Yes, I, I moved, but there is no way to prove those events. Clearly, I am the villain. And to some degree, yes, I am. I I, I don't know. I should have been smarter or more observant or something. No one will believe me. I am what they think I am. Welcome to my world. Says Seer. Well, like, have you ever thought that maybe you should do things because you want to do them rather than because you hope people will change how they'll look at you? Uh, honestly, no. I spent so much time not being this fuck up people think I am, this hazard, you know? I just wanted to get out of that hole. I didn't see it any other way. I'm just saying, like... I spent most of my life doing whatever what, what I wanted because it made me feel good inside and people always think stuff about me, but like, that doesn't change me. I just do what I do, just being a chill dude. And I'm a chill dude for me, not for other people. <laughs> do what I want. I feel like doing what I want would get people more hurt if I don't control my magic, but maybe giving away the control will give me actual control you know well like speaking as somebody from experience if you try too hard to hold it in it'll just hurt you in the long run sometimes you just gotta let it out <laughs> like a fart he's like you you like you turn your head back to him and he's like uh and he's like uh inhaling from his vape pen or that yes either way i just i just want to focus on something else right now oh yes my death kitty. That too. Shall we trailblaze then? Yeah, I guess it would kind of suck if Brulula died. Yeah, br- I was going to comment on br- uh, Brulula. 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 Pecking squawks when you walk past him, Seer. And then, like, he, uh, much like a, a man in a business suit, like, iron, iron, ironing out the wrinkles in his suit. Like, uh, we see uh, Peckins uh, smoothing over his feathers. Well, is that it, you dumb bird? You hear him say. Useful to one, but not very much in there. For now, I think it's better that we keep moving forward. 
for we don't know what threats are ahead of us. Or like if nothing else, we can just keep looking for better vibes. There was something I saw that I would like to explore. So, you ready? Yeah, um, just to clarify, you guys have uh, uh, three rooms to explore in this section, if you guys so desire. Well, I should say four. I want to go to the room with the footprints. Yeah. Okay. Going in or going out? Going out. So I'll just, I'll move right here. Okay. There is a room in the back that we missed that I could see in the shadow corner, but we would kind of look at it as we go back. Mm-hmm. There's three rooms here. Um, Peckins looks visibly scared as you uh, follow the footsteps. Uh, what does the party do? Uh, don't worry, little dude. I'm pretty sure that was the dude that the that the wolf ate. Possibly, but you never know to be sh- be careful to investigate. Seer presses on forward. Okay, go forward. All right. So as you're going down, Seer. Um. Everyone but Seer can move a little bit more forward if they want. If they like this position, it's fine. I've got people in front of me. So. See me like I go right here and we'll be good. All right. So as you're going down, Seer, you're going down the hallway and you are following where the footsteps came from. And as you look to your right down the hallway, you see an archive. You see an archive of books with one book in particular opened up with a chalk sigil around a uh, on a wooden table with a book on top. It seems like uh, this was a private research uh, uh, for, uh, yeah, a private research uh, archive. Um, to your left at the very end of the hallway is uh, a door much like the one you went through before. Um, what do you do? Aaliyah, while I investigate this door, would you check it, take a care to look at the book? That I saw in this corner. Sure, no problem. Oh, we're, we're in the... What room are we in? What's it called? The archive? There you go. Yep. Okay. Yeah, if you want to head down there, I can uh, tell you a little bit about the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me an investigation check. Uh, what is she trying to figure out, sorry? Uh, investigating the archive room. Uh, I am busy with the door. Okay. Would you oh, like I to participate? Eddie will give a, give a peek. <laughs> okay. Both of you give me a check. I rolled another five, but here's my inspir- my guidance. Guidance, all right. Seven. Sounds good to me. All right, let me see it, Eddie. Oof. We're great, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, as you're investigating along with a, uh, a seven and seven, uh, you're looking at the books, and uh, you're looking towards uh, the table. The uh, book itself seems to have uh, moving letters. Uh, it seems to have some sort of uh, magical enchantment on it. Um, you can't really gather much from the book itself, but looking towards the bookshelves, you see something uh, strange. Uh, the organization of the books just don't... It, it doesn't have a system. It, it's weird. Because it's not going by author name, it's not going by title name. It's strange, but I can't give you much more than that. But you do see... Uh, although, like, uh, both the uh, bookshelves are completely uh, filled with uh, uh, books and tomes, you see one empty space. Incidentally, do the uh, do any of the book covers, like, look different from... Well, not the book covers, but, like, the book spines look different from each other? Yeah, uh, funny that you uh, mentioned that. Like, uh, all the books seem to be uniform with a rectangular uh, shape. Uh, there doesn't seem much variety like it is meant to be there. In fact, it is a little strange since 
you get the vibe. Even with the low check, I can tell you, like, this is a room to record experiments. Like, it, it is meant for a documentation. Why do these books, like, look like reference material? Reference material should be in the library. This is meant for uh, uh, books and tomes uh, uh, for writing, if that makes sense to you. Like, uh, hand-bound tomes. That's a little bit of a head-scratcher. Uh, I think Eddie would actually take one of the books out and like uh, flip through it just to see, possibly in confirmation, if these are reference books or or if they're actually writing. So which one? Because uh, there there is a bookshelf to the north and one to the south. Uh, which one are you investigating first? Uh, I think Eddie will play around with. We'll go with south. <laughs> As you go to the south, you struggle to get any books out. They seem like they're fixed in place. Like, do they do they feel as though that they're books that are just stuck? Or is this a situation where, like, as he just puts his hand over, just like, oh, this is just decoration. <laughs> decoration. Like, straight out decoration. Which is strange for a wizard to have. Hey, Brelouia. Hmm. Yes. Why do you think the over-under is that this bookcase opens up? <laughs> Why? I the book's weird or something? Well, like, you know how, like, this whole place is given the vibe of, ooh, I'm going to do some experimenting. But, like, a lot of these books kind of look more like, oh, let's do something nasty in the library. Mm-hmm. Um, because you are focusing your attention on this bookshelf, I'll allow one more check. Um, it can be a deception, insight, or investigation. Uh, perception insider investigation uh deception oh deception yeah deception as you look over the titles something clicks as it's not organized by the title or the author but reading the first letter off of each title reads out the world awakens new days begun behold the rising and there is nothing left I should specify uh, the titles themselves. Read this out, not the first letter. Sorry. Oh, so like the the first word of each book. Yeah, the first word. So it'd be, The world awakens, new days begun, behold the rising, and there is nothing but an empty space. Hey, Brelouia, is there a book in here that begins with the word sun? Uh, Can I see the book in front of me if it does? What book in front? Oh, the book in front of you on the table? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, looking through that book and all the books in here, you don't see a title that reads out Sun, strangely enough. Uh, thinking back through what we have done, any books that we've encountered here, have they? Like, throughout this whole uh, dungeon lab. Oh. Yeah, have you? Oh, boy. Try a control F on your Word document. Type in Sun. Oh, boy. I don't think oh I wrote boy. it. <laughs> I don't think you wrote anything down. That's unfortunate. Uh, I usually write down the books that we get. Mm-hmm. So, let me see if I can grab out my notes really quick. Tell you exactly what you have. You know, I always did think that a Berluya had syphilis. I just didn't want to say anything. Oh, is it the Diary of Sun Yi? Oh. Diary of Sun Yi. S-U-N-Y-I. All right. Uh, I think Fear actually has a book on her. Mm-hmm. That's that correct, Mundo. See it, I know you're busy, but could we see that book, uh, the the diary, Sunny, 
Sonny, yes, Sonny. Let me take a look through my bag. Through your bag? It's taking me a little bit. I have a lot of stuff in this bag. I don't have the convenience of you, Aluya. Okay. Yeah, I guess like you don't have your own room to put your stuff in. Oh, here we are. <laughs> Eddie just casually <laughs> reminding the party that just like carries his room everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I will walk into the room mm-hmm. holding the book. Although just incidentally, uh, like uh, as I'm presuming, like the book spine is presented. Um, like, do the do the words perfectly line up on the bookcase? It does. The only difference is, uh, while everything seems decorative and uh, re- uh, blocky, rectangular, this seems like it's hand bound, but it seems like it'd fit perfectly in place. I mean, more importantly, it's like uh, it's like a, if you put it if he puts it in the normal way. It's like, uh, is the is the word out of place or just right? No, but what is weird is it, if you try to put it in, it seems kind of backwards. Yeah, he's, he's just going to put it upside down. <laughs> when, once you put it upside down, it kind of fits in place. It just seems a little odd. But yes, it when, when you do put it in upside down, you hear a faint click and... A previously hidden staircase is now revealed behind the bookcase. You see a stairwell going down. What do you do? This is just like my hemlock foam stories. <laughs> right? Do you guys descend the staircase? Oh, little dude. What was up with the other door? <laughs> yeah, what was your intention? I was going to open and look in the room, but very much see what it be like. I was just making sure I didn't have any traps. I, I'm a little bit frazzled by the fact that I keep walking in them. Yeah, you open it up, close it. You hear the hissing. That sounds like a D, uh, uh, a sanitizer spray that you're familiar with. You under, you remember the effects. Then we can look at that room another time, though, since it's similar to the one we saw. But if you want to investigate, we can. Or we could just explore the stairs. Well, we're here, so maybe the stairs. Then might as well explore. Um, you mean the stairs that the door opened up or stairs in the other room? The secret status. Super secret. Sierra will walk forward. Okay. You walk forward, Sierra. Pause again. And she explodes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you descend uh, You descend the stairs and you find yourself in a small dungeon. In the center of this room, you see a single cell. Inside, you spot a, a geisha uh, sitting at a vanity set, applying makeup. She appears to be calm and collected, not at all bothered by your sudden appearance. You approach the cell and notice that the bed looks more comfortable than the one you would expect in a jail cell. The geisha's presence is alluring, but something about her makes you feel uneasy. As she finishes applying her makeup, she looks up and meets your gaze through the mirror. You feel a chill run down your spine as your eyes bore into your soul. You can't help but wonder what secrets may be hiding here. I will say to the group, seems like we found possibly a friend. I don't feel any illness from them. Wait, I'm confused. Are you saying that they're sick or are you just saying they're not ill and... Um, ill intentions. Oh. I'm just making room. Wait, there is someone in the tiny room? Just there, behind the secret bookshelf? Same so. And they are not ominous in any way? I don't think so. 
Um, usually I'm not wrong. Oh, what do we have here? He's here. Turn. Squinting eyes. Red makeup. Eyeliner. My, what scrumptious dumplings walked into my room. You see her stand up. Give a slight bow. She walks away from her vanity set. Who do I owe the pleasure of this visit? My name's Eddie. Eddie looks towards the genasi. You can call me Seer. Oh, Seer, what a lovely name. Looks up through the stairwell and sees a little bit of salmon-colored hair beyond a uh, uh, <laughs> the black fog-like smoke. Uh, Janet Jackson? Yep, I'm up here. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Miss Jackson. And Eddie and Seer, make me Christmas saving throws. Eddie, uh, advantage... Seer disadvantage. Well, look at that. I'm gonna pass with flying colors. <laughs> yeah, that disadvantage. Well, you're gonna see why. Oh, man. Yo. I told you. That is a natural one. Thank you very much. With a 17, yes, you uh, do pass. Uh, let me describe what happened here. Eddie, as you're looking at this woman, she's nothing fantastic. Honestly, not your type. <laughs> N- yeah, no. Like, it's, stri- it's striking out on everything that you have in your mind towards a, someone you'd uh, like to get together with and chill. Um, romantically. Um, Seer. Wow. Oh my god. This is a big fish. She is absolutely gorgeous. You find it funny how she adjusts her hair, makes you smile, makes you blush. In fact, uh, this would probably be one of the few times where you stop me if I go too far, but this would be one of those occasions where your heart's fluttering and you want to look at her, look her in her eyes. I am a-okay with that because I would find it more funny for Eddie and Aluya to just see, basically see her acting very much like a schoolgirl to just suddenly saw, you know, that big, attractive hottie that around you're just like, oh flutters and it's like oh god what happened to see her they don't usually act like this oh what happened to gungra um you don't need to really worry about gungra hi hey uh, honestly like kind of angry that she might be talking about like someone else is he a lover kind of jealousy sparks up in your stomach gnawing at you um let me be honest gungra you don't need to worry about them but <laughs> What are you doing down here? Are you just enjoying the lavish life down here? That's meant to be a joke. I'm not great with jokes. I apologize. Um, Kyle looks at Eddie. The little dude, are you alright? Oh, I'm perfectly fine. Like, I'm just very much an, a person that appreciates a beautiful art piece of art. And I would say this person is what it is. <laughs> Can you guys speak up? I can't quite hear you up here. Don't worry about it. Stay up there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> stay out of this third wheel. <laughs> Doesn't want the competition. You see that she's blushing. She's trying not to look at you, Seer, and it's kind of cute. But regardless, Eddie, I think it's good to get to know this person, so I'm just trying to be friendly. Yeah, you see that her kimono is black with pink highlights and flora as she comes closer to the bar, uh, the bars of her cell. 
get that sweet and fragrant uh, fragrant perfume wafting towards you. Not quite overpowering, but again, alluring. Yes. I haven't seen him in a long time. I thought he forgot about me. <laughs> and you see her looking away. Yes. But it's nice to see people again. <laughs> I've been locked down here for so long because of that mean, mean wizard. Now, if you tell me that wizard's name for future references, if so, I could take care of things later. But um, not to interrupt. Go on. <laughs> His name's Owen. <laughs> He's a mean old man. You know, I could totally agree. Not a nice guy at all. Okay. that Eddie, that's enough for you to raise a flag. You know, she was, like, ignoring everything else that could be <laughs> her awkward disposition as here, but... That one's a very clear red flag where Seer <laughs> had very good relations with Owen. Eddie raising, well, I, I hesitate to say eyebrow because he doesn't have those, but raises an eye ridge. <laughs> uh, it actually like opens up a, a, a private channel with Owen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's perfectly fine. Hey, dude. Yes. Eddie. So, like, did you lock away a woman down here? Hmm. A woman? No, I can't quite recall locking up a woman. Hmm. Hmm. But, like, we opened up a, a bookcase. Sorry about that. Uh, oh, yes. Sunny. I yes, That was her name. I didn't want to assume, but... Yes, it is. <laughs> Oh, do be careful talking to her. She has a way with words. She's a demon, you know. And you just see her giggling as she's talking to a seer who's swooning over her. You know, I do like purple, pink, and the black god over here. Kind of enjoying the vibe, so... Oh no, she's talking about vibes. <laughs> careful. She is a succubus. Oh, you know what? That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, like even you, Eddie, looking at her now, you can see like uh, from her back, although it's covered with clothes, you see the imprint of like a uh, very delicate wings and a tail that's moving the uh, dress. It seems like uh, it's a way for her to uh, be more presentable, it, essentially like uh, much like a puppeteer with a puppet. The uh, wings and the tail move uh, the clothes to be more presentable, to be more alluring. So, like, can I ask why you have a succubus? <laughs> Is this, like, your thing? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's for knowledge. Yes. You see, I was crossbreeding animals. And I was trying to get the perfect breed, but I didn't know what species could mingle and whatnot. After hitting a brick wall, I decided to seek help. And I want to say, like, during that conversation, Eddie, that you're having in your head, Sunny would ask us here, You know, I would like to get to know you better, but these bars are separating us. Oh, isn't that painful? Could you please open it? Mm, that wouldn't be a touch of a difficult task. Although, embarrassing to say, I do like a bit of chain and bars. 
I feel like I'm missing a lot of information. You told me to stay up, but you're down there for a while. Can I go down yet? Shush, you're bothering my vibe. <laughs> I got something good going. Please stay up there, Luya. Uh, I think you mean Janet Jackson. I don't know who that is. Whatever you are, just don't come down yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so is it Aluya or Janet? And the when she asks that question again, Jelsey is biting at you. Why did Aluya have to step in here? Why is she trying to block you? It's not what a friend would do. But I just imagine they just simply go like, don't worry about them. They could literally be an uncle of someone's name, Ben. And it just doesn't matter in this case. Only talk to me. Don't worry about it. <laughs> if you want to, Eddie, I could be a little bit one-on-one -on -one with them. <laughs> oh, thank you. Eddie is now like a... Just like a not really like a going for the, like the vibe happening in this room. It's like, and just like ask one more question to Owen. It's like, a, hey, bruh, is the reason why they can't get out because the bars are iron? Oh, yes, that's... It is a good question. If you remember my architecture, I tend to use a specific metal and stone with my craft. With her, I had to use cold iron to keep her in check. She can't pass through something that has a wall of cold iron. It's her weakness. Can she touch it? It'll make her weak. You know, the more I look at you, my knees get weaker. Oh, <laughs> I've been told to have that effect on people. Thank you, darling. So what are you going to do? <laughs> if you want me to get this open, that shouldn't be too hard. Pulls out their multi-tool. Uh, uh, hey, just uh, real quick. I think there's something on the floor in the cell. Could you, like, bend over? Looks around. Whatever do you mean? I don't see anything. And, Seer, your issue is she wants to get out, but Eddie is in the way of the lock. It is directly north of your love. Eddie, if you see the thing in there, let me open the door. You could walk in, and then, you know, they and I can just observe. So if you just scooch a little bit out of the way, it shouldn't be an issue. <laughs> uh, but I kind of like where I'm standing. <laughs> I highly, highly recommend you move. I am... Um, I feel as if it would be a good idea to have Help out this poor woman out. Eddie, you are not oblivious to it. You know exactly what you're doing. The lock is right in front of you, and her eyes are dead set on it. It is cramped in here. You just gonna let me be in here all day? Oh, don't worry, honey. You'll be out pretty soon. Thank you, darling. She sits on the bed, waiting patiently. Uh, I guess, like, Eddie could keep you company, as Eddie suddenly appears next to her on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Looks towards Eddie. And I, I want to imagine, like, uh, uh, again, uh, stop me if this is too far, but imagine, like, Eddie's form, uh, Otter e Eddie's form in uh, Echo Knight's, uh, uh, as Echo Knight Eddie, um, on the uh, bed. So we see, like, a form of Eddie in this uh, woman. And she just leans close to Echo Knight Eddie, and her hand trails around where Eddie's chin would be. And although Eddie has a firm look at this woman, there's a strange action. Oh dear, I haven't seen you in so long. Just 
keeps uh, basically uh, touching Eddie, although never making true contact, given that he's a fucking cloud of smoke. <laughs> Eddie, if I think you're doing what I'm thinking you're doing, I want to say this only once. Cock blocking. Back off on this one. Is a a hundred percent cock blocking. He just sent his buddy in there, and she's kind of swooning on him. You're kind of getting in my way of being able to achieve. I would say one of the close greatnesses I can experience. <laughs> oh, hey, Janet Jackson. Maybe you should come down and meet this person. No, no, no. You, you. Oh. All right. Okay. Well, other Smoking Eddie went in, so I'm going in too. Yes, Janet Jackson is gonna go down. Yeah, okay, I'm going now. I. You don't need to. I got this under control. Eddie, move <laughs> down the steps. Oh, who's this lovely dumpling? And again, Sierra, it feels like someone just shoved a hot knife into your stomach. Sears in shock, clutching their chest. Are you staying on the steps, or are you going to the open area in this room? Uh, I can't. I can see her from here. Yep. Yes, you can. So I'm, I'm gonna stay. Yep. What's the problem here? Eddie's getting in the way of something that I really want to have. Is it like a book or something? No, no, don't. We're not playing this game. Very much, Eddie. I found someone that can appreciate me greatly. I definitely don't want to miss this opportunity. They ruined it for me, Eddie. I'm sorry, are you talking about her? Who else am I talking about except this beautiful goddess in front of me? But regardless, though, you're in my way. Now, Eddie, scooch. Let me through. I mean, her? Really? I think you could do better, but, you know, the heart wants what it wants. Did you really just say that? I, I did. The words came out. It kinda is freeing. Doing what I want and saying what I want. You can do better, Seer. Oh, that's so hurtful. I feel like that this is not better than I could do. Usually things that I'm connected to tend to burn away. This is a passion I haven't felt since the last time I was alive. But regardless, looks to Eddie. Eddie, move. Uh, I think, like, I'm going to take a smoke break right here. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to take a smoke break? I'm sensing hostility. Well, more accurately, he's going to start... Uh, uh, he's going to start uh, like a uh, puffing and puffing and puffing, and the entire room starts to fill with smoke as he casts fog cloud. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> I'll help you out, Eddie. Where the hell are you? I'm gonna knock the spell out of your heads. <laughs> yeah, no need to place it. The entire room is filled with uh, smoke. Uh, <laughs> And you just hear coughing from uh, inside of uh, the cell. Uh, by the way, Aluya, you hear now hear a, a message in your head while this is happening. Aluya, uh, like, this is totally a succubus, and I think they've totally charmed the little dude. Would you mind dragging them out of the room while they're coughing? <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure I'm just going to... Oh, what am I grabbing here? Oh, okay. He'll, he'll actually guide her hands to... Uh, seer. <laughs> yeah. As you're guiding their hands in between the coughing fits here, you hear a plea of save me. <laughs> if you want, I can make a persuasion check at advantage with that. I do have a DC in my head. Please roll. Or if it ro- rolls low, I basically might be 
not deciding the horrible decision I have, but if you roll high, I'm very much like, this may not go well. Yeah. Don't worry, uh, she'll she'll roll low. She she doesn't have a good charisma or proficiencies. That's a two, that's a ten. It's well, advantage, hang on. And roll out advantage. There we go. Nineteen. It is like butter. It's music to your ears. And again, it feels wrong that your friends, your team, is mistreating this woman. She wants your help. Why would they do something so mean? Um, could I start pulling her? Yes, you can. I'll say that at this point, Seer is in uh, Eddie's space before uh, you move her again. You leave me no choice. Oh, I hate doing this, guys, but I'm sitting there going like, it's rare. Aaliyah, what kind of armor are you wearing? Uh, I believe it's my chainmail. Sorry to say this, but... <laughs> Shocking grasp. <laughs> no, they're gonna get toasty. Um, actually, like, uh, with that, um, do you like you're in a fog cloud? Uh, I can't remember the exact obscure. Oh, no. I was actually, I was actually I was about to say, ask that true. same question. You're right. You're right. Don't worry. I'm learning. I'm learning. Um, yeah, that that's the issue. Is uh, your friend kind of fucked you on that one? Uh, that avenue as well. If you have any spells that go by touch without needing to see target, then that would be applicable, or else you're going to be dragged away from the love of your life. Yeah, most spells rely on sight. That's why I cast it. You're good. <laughs> I have a solution of my problems. <laughs> Flame blade? Flame blade! What the fuck? Let me see it. I've never seen you cast it before. She's saving it just to kill Leah. Yeah, apparently. It doesn't burn a spell slot, but... yeah magic but basically i summon a blade of fire yeah okay and i feel bad it's only a bonus action to summon yeah so uh disadvantage because you can't see unless you have some other uh sense but uh yes that's pretty accurate that's pretty accurate let's see that attack roll yeah wait who is she specifically attacking probably the person grabbing me hallelujah yeah oh in which case it would just be a straight roll since you both can't see in the thought cloud okay okay good to know uh, attack, straight roll, um, and uh, flavor this up for me. Uh, seven. No, uh, 17. But still, I believe, underneath her. We're going to find out, but Aluya, very much when you start grabbing them, in the fog, it seems as if water starts to just kind of steam off. You don't see it coming until the last moment, but suddenly, maybe if you grab Seer by the arm or whatever, I don't know where you're grabbing Seer. Basically, you just see this thing fly towards your face, and what's your AC, Aluya? 18. Then you basically just see this thing glance past your face, and she just takes a swing at you with the flame blade. One of the rare moments where Sarah becomes violent. What is going on? Look, I don't know what's happening, but we're going to get out of this room. No, I'm not letting go. We are going to go out. Uh, I will... Do I need it? I gotta check. Uh, I just want to read it. Um... What are you trying to read? Never mind. I need to see. So I was going to try to dimension door, but I still need to see. I mean, you have a significantly better strength check than you used to as of the last long rest, so... <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna drag her off. Yeah, it, yeah. It, that that was Aluya's chance to... Or not Aluya's. That was Seer's chance to do something, but at this point, like, I would say that you guys are in the archive, away from sight. Mm-hmm. Both you guys go up. Switch her off so that kind of spin her around so that I'm by the door and she's inside. 
fully. Uh, Eddie, move yourself back down for a second. What? Yep. I want to say, like, uh, before you start leaving, uh, you do see, like, through the fog, the woman is standing up straight. She's not coughing anymore. She just has a straight posture. You only see, like, the red gleam in her eyes. What do you think you're doing? Like, I think we both know exactly what I'm doing. Takes another puff of his vape. (laughs) I don't enjoy your games. I wish to leave. Why are you stopping me? Like, I, like, gives another puff. Just like, I like for all my friends to do the stuff they want to do, not because they have to. You're cheating. Puffs. (laughs) (laughs) It's not cheating. I just didn't want to take any risks. I've been down here for too long. Let me out. You're just not giving off a chill vibe. I will skin you. Just like, uh, just like it gives another puff. I don't think you really know the position you're in. You don't know the position you're in. And you just see her banging on the cold uh, iron. You see, like, uh, uh, one of her knees give out and uh, claws begin to form on her nails. You see the burning of her flesh as, like, her palm is gripping the uh, iron and it is just burning her. Steam and burning flesh come to your nose, mixing with the fog. I'd be careful what you're doing there, as he just... I'm not sure if she can actually, like, uh, uh, can properly see or not, but just, like, gestures behind her as, like, the the glowing eyes of Eddie in the background. <laughs> just, uh, like, I'm a pretty chill dude, but Eddie's not. Yeah. It does not appear that, uh, uh, that she can uh, see through this fog, as she's not, uh, staring directly at you. Um... I know of him, and I know of your ilk. I am no fool. And you know that you're saying and doing all the wrong things to get me to do what you want me to do. <laughs> mm. Just a flicker in her eyes. You hear the gear shift, and you see her take on a persona. Oh, I'm so sorry. How uncouth of me. Please, if there's anything you want, I can give it to you. Please. It's uh, like a... Not actually really paying much attention to what she's saying or what they're saying, since the mm. implication is like something more in between. It's like a, going back to his conversation with Owen. Uh, hey, dude, what would happen if this one was let out? Hmm. It is a demon. If you let the demon out, most likely she would find herself within a city or a village drinking away at the essence of men and elves. She would feed like a vampire, but not have the restraint of one. So, they can, like, have thanks for a moment. So, before, like, uh, Eddie, like, responds to what she says. So, you just want out, right? Yes, I just want to leave my gilded cage. If you desire, I can give you servants. Slaves, perhaps? Uh... Sorry, bruh, but my family employs all of our servants, and they're paid very well. Oh, is that so? I can give you friends? I have all the friends I could ever want, and more. Could never have enough. Eh, you might be right on that one, but I prefer to make them myself. But you know what? Fame, power, I can give it to you. Just open my cage. Uh, I'll let you out, but not through this door. There's more than one way to leave a cage. 
what does Eddie do as her eyes begin to widen? It's like uh, Eddie's going to like uh, turn around, start walking out, and the smoke behind him starts to build up even more as however many Eddie blasts are necessary to eliminate an incubus. <laughs> She's trapped in a cage, she can't do anything, and can't even see the attacks coming, so... <laughs> Seer, you uh, hear screaming within your head as Eddie walks up and the smoke coming out of uh, the chamber, the stairwell, begins to billow and you smell flesh. We can say she's in the middle of being killed halfway down her health bar. What do you do, Seer? Well, while I was fighting with Aluya, I probably would have to do a handy spell that I love. And this would really suck for me, because very much, if I can't get past them by combat, I very much will cast the next spell I have. Kinetic Jaunts. Kinetic Jaunt, alright. So you're not going to proc an attack of opportunity. I believe, uh, do you get an added uh, movement as well? I also can go through creature spaces. That's what makes it terrifying. So basically, oh, I'm going to possibly get shot to death by Eddie. Okay. So let me let me demonstrate because there there is an opening. This isn't like a door you can close, uh, referring to the bookshelf. I uh, Eddie, I allowed you uh, a lot with this since you have her in a very... Uh, situated spot where you could damage her without getting attacked back. Um, but I still would like to see how this plays out. We're going to say that she has half health from all the Eddie blasts that you put onto her so far. Seer, you're casting connect jaunt and you're trying to move past them. Flavor it up. Tell me what you're doing. So Aaliyah is going to see it first where basically you just see um, Seer just grab a few of these bottles and they just smash them on... They throw them to the ground and smash them with their feet. And you just start seeing these boots just start waving back and forth at high speeds. And then suddenly she just jumps and you're expecting like you're going to block her. And then she goes right through you like a ghost. <laughs> okay. Uh, the casting time for that. Uh, or w- was it a, a one action or a bonus action spell? It is a bonus action. What do you do with your action? Well, what I do best. Fucking block Eddie. Okay use my entire action let's see because just to specify and correct me if i'm wrong eddie i assume you're making blasts through Equinite eddie which is behind the bars right now so uh, it's it's like a it's not really like in like attacking like a through like a like a Equinite eddie but again it's more like just always how like i've done it to where like any attack that comes from eddie is actually coming from eddie <laughs> again you're welcome uh <laughs> Uh, but I would say if I'm if I'm allowed to specifically interact in a specific way, mm. it's like uh, if especially since Eddie can still see Seer coming and she still can't actually see how like uh, like see what she's doing. Um, uh, I have a question. Yes, ma'am. Uh, if she uses that to get out of our range, is she not procking opportunity of attack? Yeah. Kinetic jaunt is uh, uh, denies attack of opportunities. Got it. Okay. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, if you'll permit me, would uh, would Eddie have been allowed to like suddenly take up the space in front of the bars? Um, yes, because this is happening simultaneously. I'll allow her movement. Uh, you use uh, your uh, you're you're switching spots with Eddie. Oh no, specifically uh, reappearing Eddie right in front of the cage. Okay. Yeah, I, I would allow that. Absolutely. Yeah. 
because like uh, I remember mechanics and uh, Seer, you can only go through creature spaces. Aw, oh, you dick. Hey, you Mika and your smartness. I was hoping you forgot about that. Damn I did not. <laughs> I was waiting for him to be like, he doesn't say it. He's not going to say it. I'm going to get past. I'm going to get through this. And then it's like, nope. Okay. Uh, you Do you both mind explaining to the audience uh, this the significance of Eddie being an object in the situation and the exact positioning? Yeah, the kinetic jaunt spell allows you to pass through uh, creatures as though they are difficult terrain, but it says nothing about objects. And the so with Eddie being an object and specifically being big enough to block the doorway, uh, no matter what she does, she cannot pass through Eddie's space to get to the cage of the gilded woman (laughs) or the the gilded cage of the uh, incubus. Or succubus. I have one thing up my sleeve, possibly. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, uh, the only thing that you got going for you, uh, us here, is uh, making an attack or uh, some clever plan to uh, make a passage for yourself. Because where Eddie is blocking, Echo Knight Eddie, um, that is lock and door to this cage. What sucks is that I'm gonna take a lot of goddamn damage if I do this plan. Um, I'm doing neither. I'm planning to drink a potion and drop concentration on kinetic jaunt. Potion of growth to shove the shit out of them. Out of the way. But it's gonna suck. I think it's very yeah, much like... Yeah, I was like gonna I'm say, gonna you're gonna be squeezing it. now. Yeah, you're, you're gonna be squeezing. Correct! But that means that Eddie then, even with... Actually, not, a, not only would you be squeezing, but also I think you'd be putting yourself in a situation where you would have no choice but to end your turn in another creature's space, and you can't do that either. <laughs> Oh, you're right. I have a question. If I distance spell, uh, dispel magic, could I take off whatever the charm effect is on Seer? That is uh, applicable here. But can you see her? Yeah, I can see her from where I am. She's in my line there's of sight. A fo- there's a fog cloud. No, the fog cloud's gone, if I remember correctly. No, the fog cloud's still definitely there. Yeah, I was. Yeah, he never, he never, he never said it was gone. That's why I was waiting for your uh, check, Aluya. Or not? Yeah. I can't. I can't do it then. Oh, I gotta think on then because the potion's like the only thing I could do. But the problem is the spell says you go to the last unoccupied space, mm. which is essentially right back where you started. <laughs> yep. Touche. Touche. Mega violence. I will do violence. What you gonna do? We're reaching the end of the the session here. I need to hear like some affirmative actions from you here. Oh, don't worry. I'm just gonna. Do, I just have to kind of do a mean thing of acid splash. Okay. And there are two targets in front of me that are by acid splash. That you can see. Oh, I always forget that. Man, make a like game. I said, there are there are many spe- there are too many spells in this game where you have to see your target to cast on them. Why do you think I have blind sight? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you win this round. I'll just do a shove to get Eddie and the fuck away. Okay. A shove on Echo Knight, Eddie? Um, no, Eddie, Eddie. Eddie, Eddie? Okay. Eddie, Eddie. Eddie, Eddie. Okay. Actually, if I could put a uh, put a damper on that, even if you shove, like, a, if you shove Eddie, he's just going to be in Echo Knight Eddie's space, and almost nothing has changed. You could still attempt it, but... <laughs> nah, I'll, we'll keep it simple. I'll just dagger. <laughs> Let's do it. Dagger. Dagger. Dagger 
dagger on regular Eddie? Regular Eddie. Okay, disadvantage. Mega with disadvantage, yep. <laughs> oh, don't worry, I'm rolling it twice, don't worry. I forgot to do it. I'm fairly certain that doesn't even hit. That would have been a nice one. Oh, well, okay, 12, 12 and 25, definitely a miss. Uh, flavor this up for me, uh, Sir. So you've been debating a lot of tactics, so it might be confusing to listen to here. Uh, Very much. Tell me from square one what you're doing, what Sears tactics are. Even tell me the failed plans going through uh, Sears head and uh, how you arrive at your current uh, situation. So very much, basically, Seer escapes past through Aluia, but with the casting of Genetic John, as they kind of channel things through their minds as they enter into the fog, they think about all the different plans, such as summoning either a flaming sphere, you drink in a potion to grow large, casting a spell that can disable both of the people that are blocking her way from her love, all foiled. And so Seer has to do a desperate measure of doing the simplest plan. A dagger to the face. Ow, to the face. And sadly, Eddie is a formidable foe. And what's sad is, too, is that Seer cannot stay in the same spot, so Seer has to run back with the kinetic jaunt and just occupy space closer. So that means, Aaliyah, you feel Seer go through your body one more time. Um... If I'm allowed, at the point of where I see her, could I cast a spell magic on the charm effect that's on her? Uh, I'll cast okay, it. Okay, so yeah, level. I was gonna say, hang on, uh, this is where it's getting a little weird because I never specified uh, Eddie to designate a location because I assumed all the activity would be within the space. Um, I'm gonna assume Eddie that you did it from your uh, previous location, which was right in front of the bars where Echo Knight Eddie was. Like, where, Echo Knight Eddie is there now in response to Seer yeah. trying to make her way down. And like, yeah, essentially but that's like the point of origin for the fog cloud, right? Uh, yes, that's where the that, yeah, uh, that's what original. I'm trying to get at. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's as big as a fireball. Yeah, no, uh, you, you can't do it from your current uh, position, Aluya. Uh, that'd still be within the fog cloud. Mm. Um, that's why you were supposed to drag her further away. <laughs> um... I'll I'll try to move her her back more and try and dispel more. Athletics versus uh, acrobatics. I'm wiggly. Try to get me. <laughs> Come on. Okay. All right. I assume guidance as well. Doesn't matter. Um. Yeah. Twenty versus thirteen. Aluya wins. Uh. Yeah. Uh, I believe half movement. If that's not it, then I'm still going with it. Uh, you can move her about. Half your speed. Oh, I went too far. Hmm? Mistakes are made. Mistakes! Hang on. Oh, where the fuck do you... Yeah, okay, I see. Yep, so... 5, 10, 15, sounds correct. Um, move one... Well, it's an ally space, so it doesn't matter. Alright. Yeah, so you move past uh, Peckins, who's watching with open eyes, like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Um, Eddie, I'm gonna say, uh... Yeah, because we had a Luya. Yep, up, 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 up. Okay, Eddie... I'm gonna assume you're gonna focus fire. Um, yeah, but like a, the, the yeah. smoke is still the smoke is still very dangerous as like a, a series of blasts. So just you know, continue to keep going at the succubus. Yep. Uh, animate this for me. She's not gonna die just yet, but uh, she's gonna be at a quarter. I'm gonna say after yeah, just this. Like, no need to roll. Yeah, just like in the inside the smoke, just like possibly even like usually like moving around in her cage trying to get away like you know like suddenly like like a, from nowhere inside the smoke just like a like a like blast through and like you know like uh like like maybe like the first goes through her shoulder and starts disintegrating that part 
and then like a, another one like you know, like a like blast by your thigh and start disintegrating there it's just like it's just becoming this very uh acrid and as you said like uh like a flesh burning fleshy uh smell <laughs> starts like filling the room as ah! eddie is going to town on this woman while eddie is just like looking behind like or like looking the other direction toward up the stairway like vaping waiting for the waiting for it to be done mm-hmm. all right eddie that's uh what you do you're still gonna have your movement but uh I, i'm just gonna move on for a second uh seer it's gonna be all you i'm gonna tell you right now if we get back to eddie one more time it's over um if you want to get out of uh the situation you're in you're currently uh, uh grappled being uh pulled around if you want to get out you're gonna have to make an uh, acrobatics versus her athletics unless you have any kind of bullshit it's just that I'm burning so many spell slots, but the thing is, if I'm ra- irrational, I have to burn spell slots. I mean, to be fair, you've only burnt one level two spell slot. I like, burned all the my other second thing that you levels. Burned was a racial feature. Well, the thing is, I burned all my second levels, and the thing is, depending on how it is, I might burn another second level spell. Don't worry, you'll have a long rest eventually. Next year. Uh, what was the... Oh, that's right, you did cast Road Trip. Yeah. Yep. I... I... You know, I forgot about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I want to keep my... I think I'll keep my kinetic jaunt. Okay. that That's fine. We got a little wishy-washy with all the tactics. I'm going to still say that you have it on, because uh, I don't... Is that a concentration spell? I don't believe so, but not it's applicable. concentration. No, I, I just didn't drop it because of all the plans, but I'll do something else. Aaliyah? Yeah. You're going to feel hot. Okay. Burning hands you. Uh, looks like you're outside of it, by the looks of it. Yeah, that's the weird gap, isn't it? Yep, one, two, three, four, five. Yep, just right out of it. Okay. Damn. That is a really good spell, though. All right. You can do it. Heat metal. Or burning hands. Okay, yep. Okay, so dexterity save. That's where you're going to have to make, Luya. All right, um, I'll make one. If I don't make it, I'll just use my ring. Okay. Damn good ring. Natural two, using I'm the ring. I'm going to use my ring. All right, and just remind me that just uh, does a success. Yep. All right, and you'd still take half the damage, so five. You're gonna basically see Seer basically as you're grabbing their arm, yanking them back. Seer just kind of flickers their fingers and be like, "I said let go," and then you just see their hand just like lit a flame in your face as you just duck down from it. Uh, that's okay. Um, Aluya, knowing that there's something up with her companion. Is just going to take it, and uh, she will try now to dispel the charm effect on Seer. That is perfectly fine. Everyone's been doing an action. Uh, Seer just did an action. Uh, Luya, let's see it. Fourth level. Yep, fourth level. Uh, I just want to see the spell description. I'm fairly certain that'll cure a charmed effect. Uh, Unless the ability in question says it can be targeted by Dispel Magic, uh, that's actually something that can only be done by... Because uh... if I remember correctly, I think the lowest level spell that you can cast to cure the charm condition is Greater Restoration. I could be wrong, though. Yeah. Uh, choose one object, any spell, third level. Yep. Ability check. Okay. Oh, I guess technically the lowest level spell is Calm Emotions, but nobody has that. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, this is to- totally within the realm of it. It is, yeah, you you got this. Um, just flavor it up for me, and the effect ends because it was a spell. So as I'm I'm gripping her, 
Uh, I will, I'll take my other hand and grip her up really well and for her to look at me. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then from, from my hand, you'll see that the, uh, the, the pink, uh, salmon colored streaks uh, coming from her are gonna turn like a dark blue that shoots, uh, into her, straight up her arms, uh, to her mind and hopefully dispels whatever's happening with her. Yes, that that totally happens. Charm condition is over. Uh, Seer, what's your reaction? Suddenly her pussy gets really, really dry. But no, I just love that idea. It's like suddenly Seer just goes limp on the floor from that. Eddie, narrate the kill. Yeah, just like, uh, I'm assuming like, you know, like she's still like uh, desperately like trying to like uh, find any amount of like a meager cover in this small cage that she's in as like continuously like more blasts and like as she's screaming and like as like the the final blow is being done the the you know like the the smoky eddy eyes like you know like glow bright as like you know like doing the final blow and as like the rest of her is starting to fade away it's like uh, Eddie comments from his position i mean look dude i kept my promise i let you out of the cage and you get everyone gets 350 experience all right any highlights to uh end this session here just uh Ilya's gonna try and go to her and make sure she's you know okay and breathing and then call out for Eddie Eddie mm-hmm. she's down just hear the uh little dude probably has a headache although incidentally as Eddie is allowing the uh the the smoke to clear since the <laughs> the deed has been done um I don't know does there any seem to be anything in particular in the room or is it pretty bare <laughs> Fairly bare, besides a uh, bandy set. Oh, you know what? So, without opening the door, Eddie is actually going to, like, uh, Eddie port inside the cage for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming part of that vanity set is a hand mirror. Yep. <laughs> so, like, grabs it, poofs back out, starts walking back up the stairs, mm-hmm. sees Mr. Peckins. Oh, hello, dude. I think you'd want this. <laughs> <laughs> Looks at the mirror scruffs a little bit of his feather and just goes repeat after me thank you you always put your nose in weird places finding the weirdest things dumb bird <laughs> looks like he appreciates it um but yeah, yeah just like in, in case it wasn't necessarily understood when uh when eddie sent a message to aluya just like well the succubus is gone i mean she might like come back for me but That'll be a later problem. That's a wet dream for another night. Aluya, <laughs> make me an arcana check. Boy, so good at those two. Yep. I will guidance my score. Any highlights for the end of the session? We have uh, Eddie. What about uh, Seer and uh, Aluya? I want to hear. Or I guess one last thing for, for Eddie's thing. It's like uh, it's like uh, he would just say, it's like the little dude should be fine now. Nobody hurts my friends while I'm around. <laughs> Vapes. I think for the end highlight for this one, since we kind of have to see, I'm just reading a lot of my notes. And probably it would be kind of like this, where as Aaliyah's like, you know, hold on, my brain turned off. Let me look at my notes one more time. You got this, Aaliyah. Uh, she's uh, noticing that Seer is unconscious but breathing and that she's okay. She'll drag her back into this room and uh, start cleaning herself off of all the burnt pieces on her and her her clothing. I'm just doing some cleanup work with press digitation. 
things got a little hot. Yeah, but uh, Nita, I do need a wisdom saving throw now. Another? Yeah, this this one's a saving throw. Doesn't mean she's good at it. (laughs) Actually, I don't know which level you started with. Maybe you actually do have proficiency. Okay. Um, Am I allowed to guidance myself? It's a saving throw, not a check. Right. Here we go. Give yourself the frightened condition and start. (laughs) You don't want to be in this room because it smells like burning flesh and you just smelt an entire classroom full of burning flesh minutes ago. (laughs) It is disgusting. Yeah, I want to finish. Yeah, I want to finish on this note. Like, uh, Aaliyah, describe what you're doing. Uh, Dragging Seer back. uh, I'm just like getting a whiff of the air and I'm like, oh no. That smell, it's kind of nauseating and it's like her heartbeat starts to quicken and she's like, I can't, I can't be in here. She just kind of plops Seer down wherever she lands, she lands and she just bolts out. Okay. And I feel... Like, uh, that would be the end for a session here. I give you the frightened condition. There you go. This has been House Common Blood. The intro and outro music is Oh My Dog by Savik, and any other music and sound effects used in the episode are royalty free. Credits can be found in the episode description. Please review us on whatever podcast listening app you happen to be using, and if you like us, tell other people. Word of mouth is the best way for us to grow. Thank you for joining us. Eolus guide you.